welcome everybody to the Design Mixology podcast. I uh, appreciate you guys checking us out today. Uh, being April 14th of recording this, um, I have two co-hosts that have joined me today, Peyton and Matt. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, and really just want to introduce you guys to what this podcast is about and talking about a whole bunch of a variety of topics as well as kind of our own personal take on a lot of different things uh, just to make that very clear it is all personal perspective on everything so um if there's something incorrect don't hold us true to that at the same time but um just want to talk a little bit about kind of the three of us and you know we've all been working together um anywhere between one to three years now and just more of an open chat about who the three of us are and um i'll first kind of kick it off and introduce myself as ryan moffat i'm a UX designer at IHS Market. Uh, I've been there for almost three years now. Uh, started as an intern and then um, slowly kind of working my way up the ladder currently and working with many financial companies in general throughout my past three years. Um, and also hosts a Sketch Colorado meetup um, that is based in Boulder. And once all of the current events in the world passes. We'll uh, hopefully transition down to Denver as well for a few other events in mind. But um, I'll pass it off to Peyton to introduce herself a little bit to you guys. Oh, hello. I am Peyton Ashcraft, good old Colorado native, uh, one of the very few that we find anymore. Um, yeah, I work with these two guys at um, IHS Market. Like Ryan said, we work with financial companies, so digesting a lot of hard to comprehend data sets and making them easy enough for the novice user to understand. So that's what we really, we really work for. Um, yeah, we've been hosting this meetup for a year, a little over a year now, I think. And it's been a great work with these, these two goofy guys. Matt, take it away. Speaking of goofy guys, yeah, my name is Matt Hollingsworth. Uh, yeah, UX designer with these guys, as mentioned. Uh, I'm about three years into my career in the UX. Uh, I went the boot camp route, so I'm uh, kind of catching up on different ways to approach challenges um, in finance and outside of finance with the, the meetup. And yeah, definitely enjoying every bit of work with these do and, uh, and growing our knowledge base together. Awesome. Yeah, uh, we so we have kind of a couple different topics to chat about, but we're really just having an open forum of conversation as well. Um, a lot of the time, especially the three of us sit very close to each other, as well as working on the meetup together, it gets uh, this good conversation, good banter between all three as well at the same time. And I think that's a, kind of one of the beautiful things about <clears throat> not only doing this podcast with them, but also the meetup where we get to sort of bounce a lot of ideas off each other as well and um that's not only in design but also just with other aspects of other things going on too in life so um just kind of wanted to kick it off and talk a little bit more about the three of us and how i guess how we even started the meetup in the first place i think that's one thing we've had quite a few people ask us about you know a mixture of affiliation to sketch as well as how the three of us decided to do this in the first place um kind of curious what you guys' thoughts were like just in general with um, starting a meetup like that and seeing where it's gone in the past, like you said, a year or just over a year now? Uh, I got roped in just because 
he asked me to. <laughs> I don't really have a good answer for that one. I didn't really get formally asked and I just kind of found my way found my way into helping them both plan it. Um, I think Ryan was definitely the, the leader. He reached out to Sketch one day and then they um, asked him to become an ambassador for uh, Colorado. And then somehow we all kind of collaborated through our minds in the same same pot and uh, came up with what is known today as Sketch Colorado. It's been great. Uh, had once a month every yeah, we had a um, meetup once a month yeah, for the past year. We've been pretty consistent um, in general. Like it's it's been we had a few. We had December and January off. Yeah, December and January off because we were like trying to figure out what the angle was to twenty twenty. Um, that angle changed dramatically in the short time that we had. Um, that was just I don't know. That was out of our control entirely. So there has been a lot of things to kind of figure out along the way. Um, but I think it's also been fun to figure out a lot of this stuff of like, how do you do remote life and how do you also do a lot of more digital tools to continue to like share more, not only design knowledge, but sketch knowledge too. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, like the why was, was kind of fun because uh, definitely saw the need for something like that since there wasn't anything design specific. Um, and the partnership with sketch was, uh, was a great opportunity to get into it. Um, but yeah, my, my side was more of the, I, I mean, I was excited to learn anything new and just the power of meetups and networking, uh, and you just have to be, uh, have to be in the conversation all the time or, uh, or you're kind of getting behind. Um, so it's been fun in that aspect. And then, uh, yeah, just logistics of, of making it happen. And, uh, yeah, like you said, with, uh, with it changing all the time, it's just been fun to kind of figure out what the next, the next aspect is. I think it's been really nice to talk to other users of Sketch around Boulder as they attended our meetups because we, not only were we trying to help them out and help them learn the tool more, but we in turn learn some new aspects um, by hosting a meetup. We get to talk to them and see how they use it and find other tips and tricks in that as well. Yeah, I think, uh, like right at the beginning, I think it was fun because we weren't sure who was going to show up. We kind of made it a little bit for everybody and uh, you know definitely design focused but uh, you know developers product owners uh, you know all, all different aspects of the tech world uh, but what we ended up walking through was a lot of the basics which was really really helpful just to, to build that foundation for uh, uh, you know not, not only people attending but kind of think through just the basics of how we approach um, approach uh, using sketch and and design challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of, I don't know, just getting down to the basics was really useful. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been it's been fun. I mean, it's been fun from <clears throat> connecting with the community more and get to know people a lot more in general, um, as well as I feel like I personally learned a lot more design skills and also sketch skills, working with both Payne and Matt in different ways. Um, me and Payne worked on a project for the first and last time three years ago? Two and a half years ago? Hopefully it's not the last time. I'm Hopefully sure not last time. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's kind of like funny because like, but I remember back then, because how how much did you know Sketch at the time? Did we do like any? Uh, none. I hadn't actually touched Sketch prior to this job. Yeah, I like did the trial for 30 days, like right when I was wrapping up college. And then I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll figure this out. 
I have no idea. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was the only tool that I had used, which was kind of fun because I think a lot of people would come up through Photoshop and like other tools. Um, so I mean, other than the you know, Microsoft early days, that was my my first chance to get my hands on. So um, yeah, not much, not much uh, behind you guys, but um, but yeah, really kind of start from scratch, having to learn on our own. Yeah, I think it's kind of fun to try to figure out best practices, best way of organizing and layering and uh, creating symbols and libraries and everything uh, by bouncing ideas off of everybody and just really immersing yourself in the tool to try to figure out what works best for you and how you want to use it. Yeah, and, and then layering on top of working with other people, which, uh, you know, those naming conventions and, uh, you know, being able to explain why you did something a certain way organizing or whatever it is I think is really useful to, to be able to talk through and find a mutual solution for yeah. Yeah, been... uh, organization is super important naming conventions <laughs> are super important so please use them it helps so much when you're passing off between other designers in order to keep everybody organized and on the same page and not having to figure out how to pull apart your design because you named it or you didn't name it if it has groups on groups on groups it's so hard to figure out what what's even going on in the design so it's super important when you're collaborating with people to name and organize correctly yeah i mentioned the uh yeah being able to to talk through why you did something a certain way but um our our company operates like an agency so we pick up projects all the time from other people without any explanation whatsoever so yeah, having some consistency and uh, a single approach to something is really, really essential and <laughs> save a lifetime of effort. Uh, yeah. yeah. So start from scratch. I kind of, I remember like back when I was learning Sketchful for the first time, I kind of took stuff from what Peyton was doing because like in my head it was similar where it was, I was a very organized person and needed to do that file structure. I would just go crazy. Like I was never the person who had layers upon layers. Like it was a Photoshop um, that drove me nuts when I saw certain files like that back in the day. And I think that was a, one of the biggest parts of Sketch alone, regardless of all the other aspects of the tool, was how to organize the best aspect of your files. And then, especially when passing it off to developers, that naming convention could be a big. Uh, saver for a lot of questions that they may have too and that sort of translated to like figure out a lot more aspects of what does this tool do and how it can actually help me from not just the project I'm on now but you know three years later like obviously we're running a meetup so I guess we have a somewhat idea of what we're doing um, <laughs> and, uh, I think that I think a lot of people uh, do really appreciate that of like coming to the meetup and um you know, we obviously try to answer the best questions or give you the answers to the best we can, um, as well as try and do some more kind of interactive stuff too, uh, to do those general workshops. And I think it's always interesting to see from a general design perspective, like, you know, what type of trends or what type of things could happen this year or in the next couple of years that maybe you kind of start to implement into your designs today. And maybe that starts to actually integrate into the tool too.
it was funny, like, going back to the office, only briefly, because I just went there to go pick up the monitor, um, obviously when no one's around, um, and I don't know how many people picked up their own, because I, I don't know, I saw at least, like, six or eight different people had picked up their monitors, too, to at least have a setup, but I think that's been, the honestly, the hardest part is, like, actually having, like, a full desk setup, where it feels like this is, like, the, I've been calling it the control center, or the workstation, either or. Because I have, like, too many damn screens going on. And there's no reason for me to have these many screens. I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm, like, OCD about it. Wait, you have more screens now? Well, I've got my Wait. laptop and then my work one. And then I'll have, mm -hmm. like, my personal um, laptop. Your iPad? Oh, your laptop. No, yeah, not personal laptop. Like, my iPad for, like, music and such, too. So, oh, man. If, uh... Yeah, March Madness was going on. I'd have at least like six monitors. <laughs> oh, that makes me so sad. That makes I me know. sad. I almost picked up that basketball, uh, but I left it at the office. Yeah. Almost picked down. up what? The basketball. Oh. But I'm really like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to wash that down, right? And like, I we use a sharpie on the ball, I think, anyway. So it's mm -hmm. probably not that big of a deal to wash it off. Probably still be on there. But. I don't know. There's a lot of things. Like, like sports-wise, it just freaks me out. There's nothing going on. I, I'm, like, actually kind of losing myself because I'm, like, okay, so there would be Formula 1 going on right now, but those are all cancelled. It would be March, well, March Madness would already be done by now. Um, what else would be going on? NBA, golf, man's Masters, so. Oh, yeah, Masters was last weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's in November now. Um, anyone listening from the masses, send me a ticket. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Along with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I really would love to go to the masses one day, but I don't think that's going to happen. Man, put it on your short bucket list. Have you been, have you been? What's, yes, I am. So for anyone, anyone that doesn't know, because Matt just entirely glossed over the fact that Matt used to work on TV shows and sporting events and everything. He's worked at Super Bowl, would be one, you know, tiny event he's worked at. Um, but like, oh, what, yeah. what, not, uh, not, what? Not Masters, but... No, I know you didn't work at Masters, but you worked at Super Bowl, which was Super Bowl what? Um, 44. It's been a minute, man. Wait. I didn't know that. You knew you worked at Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. didn't. Yep. Okay, so you worked Super Bowl. What was TV shows you worked on? Or can you say that? <laughs> I, I think I can. Um, <laughs> I don't know. A bunch of them. <laughs> you did a lot of, like, you did quite a few reality TV shows, right? Yeah. I, well, I With the award show stuff, award show stuff I helped with, like, uh, the inauguration, Obama's inauguration, uh, Democratic Convention, Academy Awards. Um, uh, Grammys, MTV stuff, um, it's like all the same people that do all those shows, production-wise, Kennedy Center Honors, Christmas in Washington, uh, Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, uh, um, what else, NBA All-Star, <clears throat> NBA All-Star Weekend, I was around for, I didn't really get to work that one, I was just 
So Matt, Matt's done a lot of cool stuff, everybody, basically. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's an okay guy, I guess. Yeah. Past, past life. Past life. <laughs> oh, you're not cool anymore, Matt? I'm a dad now. <laughs> That's cool? What are you talking about? <laughs> you got the awesome dad jokes. Oh, man. I have, I have so much work to do on dad jokes. It's, <laughs> it's a, a full-time job. Oh, it's a good thing that your kids are, aren't young enough to appreciate yet. You still got a couple of years until they can really understand. That's true. They're just, they're still happy with peekaboo. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll that for a while. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You can just start like making a note, like grab your, grab your notebook and start making notes over the next few months here. Start, or <laughs> start preparing those and ready to roll. Oh, well, I'll take Peyton's, uh, Peyton's ridiculous things that are on the office notebook and just make a dad notebook. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's a good idea. I've got plenty of them. I'm pretty sure we had like close to 300 quotes from 2019. So, a lot of material for you to work with. Oh, yeah. One a day. Yeah, you should really make that into a poster one day or something. Like, or a t-shirt. One day. 2020 is lacking. Being in uh, quarantine and having to be away from everybody, I'm not getting any quotes. Well, the yeah. benefit of these calls where you can just pull and strip them out and then you can take those for the future because you know within the next 20 minutes or something there's going to be something said that's, that's well, going to be a quarter well, that, that you can't take back. Wardy <laughs> said, farming is weak. That's what you said today. <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard. I think that's just my sad excuse for me being a poor gardener. Oh, I can't garden with crap. I can't keep a plant alive. To save my life. Yeah. I don't even have any freaking sun on my balcony. So even if I wanted to even try and plant anything out there, it would be a waste of time. So I'm really just kind of like stranded. I couldn't even like, yeah, it kind of stinks. But at the same time, you know what? It's if you get, totally fine. We had snow. If you get like a, a reflector system or something, you know? Well, it's like incredibly annoying. Like it's, it's the way the building is. So it like sticks out. So it just barely even covers it. So it like blocks it off entirely. So This is probably the stupidest question ever. Is there a plant that lives off of moonlight? Because that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There's I mean, that's still sunlight, right? I mean, it, it's reflected. But, but. but it's at night. So like it wouldn't take up, it wouldn't need... All of oh, them, like, it's, like, reflected. It is the reflection. Bounced off. <laughs> but it lives in, it Where? thrives in the darkness and just the small... Well, where's their moonlight, where's their moonlight that, that sunlight can't get to? I don't know. I'm just saying. But, uh, like, in, a, like, a rainforest, there's, like, a whole undergrowth of shady stuff that does really well. That's true. Just get one of those plants, Ryan. Just go to the, go to the Amazon and get yourself a plant. As a PSA, clearly none of us here are scientists, so disregard <laughs> I did, I, I did make sure that you knew that it was going to be the dumbest question I've ever asked. Yeah, I mean, I know there are there are. Uh, oh, that's there you go. So I was born in Scotland. I didn't even mention this at the beginning, but I will say herbs. Where over here you say herbs, and that uh-huh. drives me nuts when I'm trying to like. I guess I don't really deal with it that often, but like that's just one thing that's like really bugged me. And then I was gonna do because you can do that on my balcony without you just need light anyway, for at least majority of them. You don't necessarily need sunlight. 
I know that for a fact. But oh man, yeah. We live in Colorado. Like grow lights are definitely a thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> grow lights. What a grow, what a grow lights. Natural. Um, I know a fungi that you can grow in the dark. Yeah. See, your, your dad jokes are really coming out now. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little forced. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> You've got that good practice in now anyway. But, yeah. Yeah. Besides tending to your children, what have you been doing during quarantine? Oh, man. Just uh, a lot of playing with trucks. Cameron's in the college right now. I said apart from your children. (laughs) I know, it was the, so Cameron's birthday was uh, Saturday, Scream 2, and um, that was the joke of who who are these toys for? Because I was was definitely more excited or equally as excited. That makes sense. My sister and I, growing up, for like birthday presents and Christmas presents, we would always get each other what we wanted so that we knew that we would get what we want. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, it doesn't work as much for my wife. Mm. Yeah, that's a different yeah. story. That's I don't true. know if she would enjoy Call of Duty as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you can't give it to her. Saying like, "Oh, this is for you," and she'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'll enjoy this." She'll be like, "Matt, what the crap?" Yeah, that's like my it's my favorite is The Simpsons. So Homer got Marge a bowling ball with the name Homer on it, <laughs> which I think is very brilliant, but also the problem. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, I don't know. one thing I've really I've noticed more since working from home. And I guess with all this kind of free time quarantine is having more time to do more, I guess, side creative projects. Um, we're doing a 52 week challenge on sketch, uh, meetup, Instagram and Slack channel and all that stuff. If you want to join in, uh, Payton's on quite a few of those already. Matt, you need to get involved. But, uh, I, actually, I don't know. I feel like there's been a weird sort of. I don't know if it's just because of the extra time or just being in one location, but I've got more creative juices, for lack of a better term, kind of going right now on a lot of, like, not only work stuff, but just, like, other things I've been kind of putting off for some time. Was that is that because of the different style of collaboration, or do you have just, like, more streams going on because you're on, like, on LinkedIn and Instagram more than you would be maybe in the office? I mean, yeah, no. I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think I probably am on more social, yeah, I probably am more social stuff anyway now than I would be for sure, but it's not, it's also like, I don't, I almost feel like I have less, less distractions here too. Um, I almost just feel like I kind of, you know, as soon as I open up my laptop for the day and like get working, I'll do my work for, you know, the usual eight to nine hours a day and then for the rest of the day, you know, regardless of obviously remnant to eat and all that kind of stuff, like all this other time, like utilizing it to do all these other kind of different things, such as 
you know, start a podcast or like work on other challenges and kind of figure out things I didn't necessarily know before about, you know, design as well as like other aspects that continue to read about and learn more about business and strategy for that too. Yeah, like, uh, I think the odd schedule has been kind of fun for just thinking in different ways too. Cause I think, uh, the nine to five being in the office, I think I'd come home and kind of come down. Um, mm-hmm. whereas now it's just a little more spread out. I find myself, you know, in the evening thinking through things a little bit differently or, or finding a different article just because I haven't had my head down for, you know, eight hours, nine hours straight just yeah. to uh, play around with, uh, you know, drawing something on the iPad or, or, uh, tooling around with something late at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Payne, have you seen that? Have you like done more like, cause I know you do drawings on, is that your iPad or what do you do on? Yeah, I do it on my iPad. Um, I haven't done anything with illustration since I've been working from home, but I have had the new energy to want to do photography again, though. So I actually just dug up my tripod and I'm going to try to do some, some fun stuff this weekend. Nice. Finally get nice enough to... To get into that again too. Yeah. Outside. I know it's that's just like I mean, if anyone ever wants me to Colorado, it's absolutely bipolar, so you'll have we had what <laughs> when do we have snow? Is it Saturday or Sunday? We got another one on Thursday, apparently. Uh yeah, it snowed for two days. I got about a foot here. I don't know about you guys, but um yeah, no, you it's got sunny. A foot of snow? I did. It was a lot over here. Oh, well, yeah. Did you guys live within like a quarter mile of each other? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I got a foot of snow. <laughs> I got a foot. I got, I got most of that. I got snow. I didn't get a foot of snow. Interesting. I also haven't been outside in like 17 days. So. Oh, Matt, that's not good. <laughs> it's fresh you need to Just step out on your deck or porch that I assume you have that I have no idea, but just go out there yeah. and smell some fresh air. Yeah, we got a camera. Got a a bike wagon for his birthday, so we'll be we'll be going on some bike rides. Soon. There you go. A bike wagon. Does that mean that's the wagon that attaches to your bike? Bike wagon. I don't know how else to describe it. That's exactly oh, right. Yeah, we had a sim- we had a similar thing. We had like a what was it? I can't even remember what they called it. I think they called it a tag-along in the UK, which was like essentially a obviously an attachment to your, the adult bike, but it was only one wheel and then the pedals, and then it was just like oh, a gigantic yeah. mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. A tag-along? That's what we call it in the UK. There's probably an actual name for Not it. Not the Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> Not the Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I just all I can imagine is those pedals. They they probably didn't do anything, but I just imagine them like a double bicycle when when like they pedal the same chain. So like oh, yeah. when you step on it, uh, I can imagine just like some parent flying down a hill and those pedals just like flying up like helicopter blades. <laughs> yeah, they they did, they did nothing because we used to go on bike rides and there was all these hills and um, we would do this around like Christmas time. So we would go and pick up a turkey that was like I don't even frick it was ginormous turkey um like whatever it was 14 to 15 pounds so the bike ride there was fine um but on the way home my uh dad would have that 
in his backpack and he would also have my brother tag along too um and that was just like i don't know how he did that at all because I, I whatever I, age i was i was like eight or nine at the time and i had my own bike and was rolling around but uh yeah interesting interesting times from way back when good childhood mem- memory that's for sure but yes that's good that's good good times hopefully we'll be able to actually go back outside shortly and actually enjoy more of those things especially as the summer's about rolling around here as well as long as I'm still able to go to the mountains I just want quarantine to be done you'll be able to go to the mountains you can you can be able to catch up maybe in like maybe like late June we'll be back to somewhat normality I'll hold you to it podcast guy <laughs> it's documented now we'll be able to tell if you're wrong uh, did uh what's the latest on your summer trip Peyton uh, I haven't made the call yet. It's not looking good. But mm. I'll have to make it come June. Because um, I leave June 30th. <clears throat> I'm going to Norway. Or I hope to go to Norway for anybody that's listening. But um, my friend from Alaska who is going to go with me, her flight to Seattle, which is a connecting flight, got um, canceled. And currently... Out of Anchorage, there's only three flights leaving each day, and none of them are to Seattle. So, if even if I'm okay to go, if she can't make it, then I won't end up going. So, still don't know. Hoping, but it's not looking super promising, which really sucks. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some more news one way or the other soon. Yeah. I hope so. To know. Like, if I don't go, whatever, it'll be next year or the year after or whatever, but I would just like to not be in this weird waiting period anymore. I know. It feels kind of, like, weirdly, like, apocalyptic. I can't. I can't English. Nope. I don't know what I try to say. But (laughs) it's very, it's it's been very interesting, like, but, you know, walking around, everyone's wearing masks and gloves. Like, obviously, for good measure, everybody should do it, but it's, like, the one thing that has been, like, funny, which Pei and I were, like, talking about, at, I don't know, the, today at some point, how people, like, when they go outside only to exercise and stay inside for the rest of the time, they wear a mask when they run. Now, if you've worn an N95 mask or any type of mask in general, you'll know breathing sucks in those in the first place. So trying to run in that just sounds like I'm, you're going to faint on the side of the street. Maybe they're maybe they're training. You remember well, those masks a few yeah, years yeah. ago for uh, for like deprivation, oxygen deprivation. Yeah, the ones Marshawn Lynch always wore for warm up. Yeah. <laughs> Skittles, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Skittles. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I, uh, people wear those, but have you been, I watched Marshawn in uh, Westworld. By the way, he's pretty good. I haven't watched Westworld. I literally watched like the first three episodes, and I haven't like. Oh, reset it and done the whole thing yeah but i hear you on the high altitude oxygen deprivation uh mask running yeah it's kind of weird yeah i don't get but, it it's only supposed to be if you're going to be in proximity to people and so if you're on your bike or if you're out running you can run away from them i hope you know <laughs> um <laughs> I, I saw 
I saw uh, an article though about uh, like how your particles like stay in the air. So if you're like biking at 20 miles an hour and you sneeze, like the next person that rides through it also catches all that stuff too. I got there's something to it, but it it is still odd. I was in the store today, had my mask on. I also have like slightly panic attacks whenever I can't breathe well like it gets too hot and it starts to make me freak out anyway so I really hate about the fact that we have to wear these right now but um I was like in the store walking around I always smile at people just because I try to be friendly and then I was smiling all all around and then I was like wait it's like nobody can see the fact that I'm smiling at them this is stupid and then I felt like an idiot for smiling when nobody can see me yeah you don't even have to pretend now no, can just yeah. be mean, <laughs> except I'm not pretending. I like genuinely just smile at people. But people can look um, at your eyes, though. People can kind of tell by your eyes. So I looked at myself in the, <laughs> in the mirror when I smile, and my eyes don't change, so literally nobody had any idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 worked on a, I worked on a ghost hunter show that we had to wear masks for, Ugh. and, and uh, it was for, like, molds in the south and uh it was fun because you get a new one every day um just so it'd be less gross um but you could draw smiley faces on it some days depending on your mood you just like draw the mood you were feeling on it um kind of felt like the joker and batman but um but i've been tempted to do that to uh you know to brighten people stay with my creepy marker smile you can do some, like, I don't know if your wife has, like, bright pink lipstick or something, but draw some, like, oh. really plump lips or something. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. See? We're all getting creative while inside. That's the whole point. But uh, that's where this episode's going to finish up today. <laughs> um, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed the very first one. Um, we'll definitely do more of these ramble ones, too, as well as uh, some other interviews and some other things going on.